Hey, what's good? What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Wellington Heights Community Church Podcast. You are in the right place. I am Pastor Keon. Thank you so much for joining our Sunday service podcast. Today is a special day because we are going to be listening in on a panel discussion. Throughout the Advent season, many of us at Wellington Heights Community Church have been interacting with an Advent daily devotional. The subject of this Advent devotional is practicing simplicity with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And this devotional was provided by Living Compass. Living Compass mission is outfitting individuals, families, congregations, and organizations with tools and training for the journey toward wellness and wholeness. Each year we engage with their seasonal devotionals during the time of Lent and, and Advent, and, and they we really trust this resource. So if you want to learn more about Living Compass, go ahead uh, to livingcompass.org. So in this panel discussion, we are going to be hearing from three individuals uh, who have been working through the Advent Guide. These individuals are engaged and committed to Wellington Heights Community Church, uh, and they care deeply about joining God and his mission uh, toward reconciling all things. Uh, We're going to be listening uh, and hearing from uh, Karen Hunt. Uh, Ann Harris Carter and John Dorfeld. My hope in this panel discussion is that we would be encouraged to lean into this idea that God gives us the gift of simplicity, that we would lean into that, and also that listeners would be able to um, learn some new thoughts and ideas that will uh, continue our journey uh, toward living well and living whole. I hope that you are blessed by this discussion. If you are wanting to start an Advent guide and you haven't been able to get one, email us at wellingtonheightschurch at gmail.com and we will be able to give you a free PDF. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Let's lean in. Let's listen. All right. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining our Sunday service podcast. I'm Pastor Keon, and today I am joined with a panel, and we're going to be discussing a Advent devotional that many of us at Wellington Heights Community Church have been going through this Advent season. Uh, This Advent guide focuses on living well through Advent through the practice of simplicity. That is, practicing simplicity with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. And as I said, I am uh, I am joined with a few individuals, and I want to give them an opportunity to uh, introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about themselves, and um, how are you connected? Uh, uh, how did you get connected with Wellington Heights Community Church? So don't all go at the same time, but go ahead. The floor is yours. Hi, my name is Ann Carter, um, Ann Harris Carter. And I came to Wellington Heights Community Church in April of this year. I actually was born and raised in Cedar Rapids um, on Beaver Avenue and left for 30 years, came back, and um, am back in the family home on Beaver Avenue. And one of the reasons for, uh, really the main reason for making my switch to Wellington Heights Community Church is I wanted to align my um, faith journey with my, my work in the community. So here I am. Awesome. Thanks for being here. And my name is John Dorfeld, and I have been uh, living, born and raised in Cedar Rapids my whole life. Um, actually live here with my, my wife and best friend of 12 years and um, work in uh, real estate field and construction and um, have been involved with the Wellington Heights Community Church since the beginning, really. And actually, my, what I, my work got me linked up with uh, Keon and Stephanie when they moved to town. So I've 
had the pleasure of uh, being in friendship with them and relationships since they've been in town and we just have been able to to grow that and um, just really through that have gotten involved with the church and uh, serve on the leadership team and also uh, get to use my my construction sills around the, around the building when it's needed. <laughs> yep, so. been here from, since day one. Yep. yep. Thanks, John, for being here. Hi, I'm Karen Simpkins Hunt, and let's see, my family and I moved here about 14 years ago, and I grew up in a church uh, that was a CCD um, church that my parents actually planted, helped plant. And um, I will give a shout out to Miss Lanisha Cassell, oh, nice. who uh, I'm new from the African American Museum, who one day posted, I think like on social media, who said, Karen, you should know the Carters. <laughs> and she was exactly right. <laughs> she was spot on. Uh, so it took me a little while because of some personal reasons to make the, the real life connection. But uh, here we are, and I'm so glad to be a part of this. Awesome. Thank you for, for being here. Seriously, thank you for taking the time out to be on the panel. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get right into the material. And the reason why I'm excited about it is because I feel that um, it's, it's a topic that brings tension in this time, in this season. And so I wanted to give listeners kind of a, um, a framework uh, Living Compass uh, is talking about when, it, when they say um, practicing simplicity. So I'm going to read uh, the, a bit of the introduction, and then we're going to get into the first question. So it says, welcome to our journey through Advent and our focus on practicing simplicity with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. In these challenging and complicated times, uh, on the surface, it may seem like focusing on simplicity is a luxury, a nice bonus or extra in one's life if one has the space to do so. But in reality, it is crucial to our well-being. We are talking about a practice of simplicity on a much deeper level. This is the kind of simplicity that people talk about when they describe being in the midst of a crisis and, and then later report that the crisis has caused them to rethink their priorities, to focus on what is tr uh, truly most essential in their lives. In our Living Compass resources, uh, we often talk about living from the inside out. This is the approach we, we take in this devotional as we invite readers not simply to rearrange the external in their lives, but to focus on developing an inter interior simplicity. This is through and through a spiritual process of going deeper with our faith, uh, which in turn may well create changes to how we order our exterior lives. And so um, one of the questions I want to uh, just start off with is um, uh, first, when you heard the word in um, simplicity, what was your first reaction? And then um, how has this topic of simplicity been timely for you um, in this season? So when I heard um, the word simplicity, it resonated with me, but it was reading further um, in that particular um, day about minimalism, and that scared mm -hmm. me. I mean, that's like a scary connotation or, or even negative, and initially I had a reaction, like, oh, what am I getting into? Um, but ultimately, it, it also prompted me to consider what does simplicity mean for me, hmm. and what does it mean at this moment um, in time? So I've, you know, really enjoyed kind of exploring that and reflecting on, you know, internal as well as external. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to echo that too, of just, when I heard it, I 
wanted to have a conversation with my wife about like our lives and simplicity, especially since we're going to dive into this. And even before getting to Advent, we started to have the conversation about it. We kind of were getting excited of ways where we could see our lives getting a little bit more healthy, um, especially in our relationship, but also in our household. But it just, it seemed like it was the right topic at the right time mm. for, for myself and my wife. And it's just, yeah, figuring out ways to do that. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I resonate with what you shared, Anne, about just sort of having that like, oh, I like this and ooh, this is scary <laughs> kind of response. <laughs> uh, I had a similar response. I think part of me, when I hear the word simplicity, I think, uh, oh no, you know, one more thing I can't do well <laughs> or measure up with, like that sounds yeah. hard and, yeah. and uh, you know, costly and things. Um, but then, you know, in terms of like how this has turned out to be timely for me, you know, in addition to like Christmas being the least simple season mm-hmm. of the year, it feels like, you know, and timely in this in that sense. It also has felt really timely right on the heels of the, the Immerse study that mm. we did um, as a church and the teaching series that we did. What really stood out to me from that study was the emphasis on building um, authentic relationships and deeper connections. And as I've been going through the guide, I realized like this practice of simplicity is 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 like the way in which I can unburden myself from some of the other things that distract me and derail me from that work that ultimately I really value so much more. And mm. um, so, you know, what initially felt like, oh no, you know, that's that's hard and scary, ended up feeling like, oh, this is a gift, you know, yeah. this is a gift to help me get to um, what I really want to, to pay attention to and attend to. My relationships with God, with myself, with, one another, neighbors, and and even with God's creation, those healthy connections. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, that gift thing, I really resonate because because we got the um, the simplicity guides uh, before, and I was like, oh, I don't got time for simplicity. You know, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Advent, I gotta I gotta do this, that, and the other. And when I started reading it, I I, I did feel a sense of like, man, like I actually th- didn't think that I had time for this, but this is actually going to add, this is going to add to my life and and it's going to allow me to carry out those things I thought I needed to do. Uh, I'm going to be more healthy while doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of a, a kind of a broad question, but how has this guy challenged you? Well, um, it, it's challenged me in a, in a lot of ways to kind of be honest with myself of hmm. just looking at my habits and, how a lot of times I may fill fill things fill up my time like this need to be busy all the time, mm. but really evaluating what fills my time. Yeah. And a lot of what's filled with it aren't the best habits, or or just you know things that aren't bringing me closer to God and my relationship with God. And um, and I think in a lot of ways this these studies are not daunting they're Hmm. just they're smaller challenges that i think a lot of times if i want to make a change i like make a big goal and i try to go after it and i fail Mm -hmm. and instead of like um implementing some of these smaller things to simplify my life it's more attainable Mm -hmm. and i've seen myself use these 
Um, so in a, in a way, that challenge has been accepted to be open to those smaller, smaller wins in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Do you feel that um, the smaller wins are the things that often we forget to celebrate? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. we're only looking out for the, the big things. Absolutely. Like, I spent two hours with God today uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, something that I keep, I have kept going to from one of the the, the lessons was just breathing. Mm. Like, just taking time to breathe. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. how that is just such a, I mean, it's it can just change Hmm. Just center you, whatever, and it's so simple. And I've used that a lot. I've had a stressful week, and how many times I've been able to breathe and just center back on God yeah. and, and pray, like just bam, like yeah, how helpful that is. I mean, it's just like wow, that was so simple. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that really resonates. <laughs> um, I. I have been really deeply challenged by like the whole theme and the practices of letting go. Mm. Um, I think, I don't know, I, I feel like our culture has, you know, pretty aggressively conditioned us to see, to find our value and our worth in, in what we do mm. and what we have. And, you know, even though I don't agree with that, it still gets in and and I, I'm still I still find myself reacting out of that and the idea of letting go of you know whether it's things or things that I know might earn respect from people or that you know that that I'm even unconsciously have tied to my sense of worth and, mm-hmm. and value um, it it can stir it can stir fears in me that if I let go of those things then then you know, Will I have enough? Will I be enough mm. to have value? And um, yeah, it's just a very extremely countercultural um, idea and practice. Um, so yeah, that's that's really challenged yeah. me. And but what I find is, as I do, <laughs> I get connected with where my real identity is, mm. where my real value is, which is in God who never loves us because of what we do and what we have, but who loves us because of who God is mm. and because of God wanting real relationships with us. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it feels challenging and then ultimately opens the door to something far more meaningful and, and nourishing, yeah. um, which I'm really grateful for. Yeah. Um, something you said reminds me of um, a conversation that we had um guess it was a couple weeks ago or last week um on the first few yeah the days, and yep. you talked about identity and and there's something there was the a day that I had read but read it again that e- that evening in the company of others and like had this <laughs> it's focusing on my identity in Christ and I even I said that night that um one thing I've learned about myself if I start to um, doubt my identity. I'm prone to depression, mm-hmm. and so when you talk talk about um, you know sort of the unconscious mind and um, being intentional about flipping things around, I read not too long ago that people have between sixty and ninety thousand thoughts per day. Mm. Wow. 
between 60,000 and 90,000 thoughts per day. And according to this um, author, 90% of those are the same as the day before. No Wow. So, right. So that was my reaction too. And then 75% of those are negative. Hmm. Now, I'm not a social scientist and I'm not here to, to either verify or, you know, validate or invalidate those numbers, but it made me think about my own thought life. Hmm. And so um, the challenge for me is I know it's real easy for me to focus on what I think I'm lacking. And so the the day that talks about um, intentionally cultivating a practice of gratitude. Um, and so during this study, I, I literally have been, wait, stop. And, and going deeper in that gratitude than my, maybe I usually do. Maybe I'm thinking usually about food and, mm. you know, tangible, which, which are important. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But even just thinking about relationships or just, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't even need, I'm not going to list the list, but just really um, helps flip the thought, yeah. right, yeah. And, yes. and bring me back to who am I created to be mm-hmm. and God is providing for me mm-hmm. and God loves me. Yes. Um, so that's, it's been a challenge, but in the sense that I may not have that attitude, if I'm honest, of, yeah, or that right, habit right. Yes. of practicing gratitude. And I've seen, I mean, just do it once, and it's like, wow, this is so worth it. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah, they talk, they talk about a, a gratitude journal and sometimes just really saying um, um, a, a couple things that we're grateful for. And as I read that, I was just like, man, like how, how often do I um, – maybe say out loud the things that I'm like maybe complaining about and how how it is a practice um it is a practice of simplicity to say man I'm I'm grateful like you said John to breathe mm. right like bringing it back to like the sim- simple um yeah and then isn't it isn't it awesome that like God God um is okay with us just being like, because, again, the way I grew up, I think in the West in general is that it's a meritocracy, a meritocracy where if you're not doing something, then you're not worth anything. Like you mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. Karen, um, but there's a there's a God that desires for us to just be right. And we see that through the life of Jesus. Uh, I challenge all of us to, to, as we read through the Gospels, see, pick out times when we, we notice that Jesus is actually just being, hmm. like as hmm. he's going on a boat or as he's, you know, walking uh, or as he's, you know, uh, on a mountain. Um, there's, before he does, he, he's, he's being. Um, and so uh, just a challenge there. Um, so, we um there's a lot of good stuff and we are you know um about halfway through the the guide what what um page so far um really spoke to you the most and and why well i'll I'll underscore what we were just sharing because the page that spoke the most to me was that uh, page 15 the signalness of heart one about gratitude Mm -hmm. and practicing gratitude and um yeah i i think i was just Reminded, and Anne, you said that so well, like practicing gratitude helps me to shift away from 
what I what I don't have or what I'm worried that you know there isn't enough of or something mm. and and helps me really focus in on what is already present like what is already happening here that's good mm. and and you know genuinely good and my what are my what are my experiences that are happening right now in the midst of whatever is going on and you know whatever's going on might be really hard or complicated or something but even then when i when i start practicing naming the things that i'm grateful for i shift to noticing what what is good and and how can i express thanks for that and mm-hmm. And it can shift me away from, you know, as you said, like kind of spiraling into depression and negative thinking. And I think it also, as I was reflecting about this, it it also becomes the thing that helps me have the courage Mm. to let go, to let go of what society and culture is kind of saying is where it's at and what we need to be doing. When I start really having experiences of, oh, when I let go of having an elaborate you know, Christmas dinner that mm. I'm going to spend, you know, all week preparing for and I'm going to be totally not connected to my family because I'm so focused on it mm-hmm. and instead simplify the menu and start really focusing on how grateful I am for the the comment that I mm. heard my loved ones say and I really heard it and I really was able to ask a question or, you know, uh, instead of like if something kind of gets stirred up and I can hold space for my own like emotion that I might be experiencing that's challenging and kind of process it instead of snapping at mm-hmm. someone or instead of just stuffing it and moving on. Or if I can just recognize the beauty of like all of us holding hands together mm-hmm. around the table to, to say thank you to God before we eat. Like those are the things that become possible. Um, for me to notice and express thanks, you know, thanks for, uh, and then that helps me to realize, oh yes, it was totally worth letting go of all those <laughs> other things in order to make space for that. Yeah. Um, so that that page, I mean, so much in the guides really uh, stood out, but that page really especially stood out for me too. It's good. Yeah, gratitude. Um, I feel like if someone is a, a very uh, grateful person, they actually really take up space in in the in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other person that takes up space is the person who's you know kind of overtly complaining, right? Mm-hmm. And so and, and most of us are probably in the in the middle somewhere. But like, just think about how many friends have you gained in this life where you were complaining, right? Like you're complaining about the professor or teacher in class. Oh, I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe either about all this homework. And then now your friends. Um, it, would, it would be much better to be able to start a, a, a relationship with gratitude. Like, mm. and, and so gratitude's a tough thing, um, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like it's low-hanging fruit. You know, yeah. it's... Yeah. it's it's something that we can all kind of add to our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is easy for me. You might have to edit part of this out, but um, my um, the page that um, that has spoken to me the most so far is page twenty two, and it's from December sixth, and it's letting go of worry. And when I read it, I literally wrote in the book, R-O-T-F-L-M-A-O, for those of you who remember what that stands. So it's more than laughing out loud. (laughs) 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 And it made me laugh because um, I was, had 
was reading uh, a couple days um, at the same time, or a couple entries. Yeah. And there's um, a few days, December 4th was about um, a, a journey that the author takes and has to get his backpack down to mm-hmm. 16 pounds for a 500-mile trip across Spain. And so anyway, at the end, he talks about... Um, what we learn from that and what it, he says, what would our spiritual lives look like if we weren't insistent on carrying guilt, shame, anger, fear, cynicism, or hatred along with us every day? Mm. And I wrote on that page, or worry, because worry wasn't on his list. And that's, you know, as I read the next page, I was like thinking about worry. And so when I turned the page, it's like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Okay, I get it. <laughs> so um, anyway, I just I I will attribute that sense of humor to the Lord. <laughs> um, but in on December sixth, he also talks about if you find yourself um, taking the concern back. He says, so first he's saying, try give 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 your worry to the Lord in prayer. But if you find yourself taking it back, it's okay. Just go and mm-hmm. give it back to God mm-hmm, again. And mm-hmm. so. Um, Again, a simple thing doesn't cost me anything to do. Um, just a shift, you know, a moment to pause and, and shift. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm striving to, to let that worry go. Agree with both of you. Those both are very good ones. And, and the, the one that stuck out to me the most is mainly because of the season um, myself and my family are going through right now, and it's the grief and simplicity. Mm. Um, yeah, my my brother-in-law passed away a few months ago, and it's just rocked our world. Like, it's it's been so hard um, just navigating through that. Um, it's something that we weren't expecting. It was just out of nowhere. And so pairing grief with simplicity was definitely a new thought, um, mm. especially in this time of just, um, cause the holidays are hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, your first holiday without that person, mm-hmm. um, it just, it's, it's tough to navigate and adding just the views of making these difficult times a little more simpler to make the process a little, little easier if you, if you can. I mean, that, and, and that's kind of what we're doing as a family is trying to make just the time simpler, but incorporating ways to remember, but also new beginnings and mm-hmm. how we as a family can come together through it and um, not overcomplicating it mm-hmm. because it's just we're already carrying so much. And yeah, the more simple we can make it, the better for all of us. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, that one. Definitely. When I saw that question, I'm like, "Yep, that's the one." <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. I about, thought about you and you and Amy as well when I when I read that. And that, yeah, such wise wise uh, words um, from Scott, um, the the author in this. And you don't often think about simplicity and grief right. together. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I liked letting go of worry as well. I, I felt that. Um, the de- the definition in German was very provocative, and that's what caught me. Like, wow, strangle. So worry in in the 14th century <laughs> German uh, is is strangle, right? And um, you know, 
and you think about all of the things that are strangled when we worry, when we're, you know, and I, the author's not saying that um, life, like y- y- you're bad if you worry, you know what I mean? Or like, don't, don't bypass worry, right? Um, but there is this like invitation um, that God gives us to um, understand that, you know, even like Psalm, um, was it Psalm 46, like, um, know that I am God. Like, what does it mean to not worry? I, I think, I think it means to um, be still, heart, mind, soul, spirit, strength, and know that I am God. Um, and and that's a constant thing. It's it's a constant thing or a thing that we have to put on hour by hour. And it's okay, like you said, and if you if you miss an hour, right? If you miss a day of, but just put it back on, you know, um, for our well being. Um, and so, yeah, letting go of worry and then that next page, um, freedom in letting go um, kind of talks about, um, you know, ways in which we can continue to 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 enter into that journey of letting go of worry. Yeah. And so um, why is it so hard for us to practice simplicity? I th- think part of it is, um, you know, we just create expectations for more and more and more. And we have a tendency in our society to equate stuff with success mm-hmm. or with um, worth. And then on the flip side of that, in practicing simplicity, um, I know that it's also easy to fall into this trap of, you know, well, look at me, look what I'm doing. And that's that's not what God desires mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because when we ask, like, even when we ask, like, hi, we, we ask, what do you do? Right? Um, mm-hmm. um, and in China, I think I was talking to one, one, one of you at the table about um, in China, ni hao is kind of like saying hello here. Like, we don't actually, I don't go up to John and say hello. Like their real greeting is um, um, something like chirfan, um, chirfama, which means like have you eaten? Mm-hmm. And it and there's this there's this hu- humanity, this mm-hmm. shared humanity and greeting. Mm-hmm. You know, like in in Hebrew, it's shalom, like how is your peace? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think there's something some, there's something about the simplicity of even how we greet people, um, and and what we ask people. Um, when we greet them is is something that we can practice as well that brings about the imago day the uh the image of god back into us so that we don't have to struggle with like hi what do you what do you do oh man um i gotta impress this so i do this that that and it's like oh so mm, yeah. yeah 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 i kind of some of the to- or the topic that we were talking about earlier too about this uh, how we're in a meritocracy society of just everything. Um, yeah, you, you get your worth by what you do. Mm-hmm. And busyness is something that we think we have to have to do. Like, you, if you aren't busy, then something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you taking certain time off of your days and filled, 
at least, you know, from, from my personal experience, I've been caught up in that trap of like, if my day isn't filled with mm -hmm. stuff, am, am I a failure? Like, am I not successful at what I do because I don't have my schedule completely full? And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times that cycle of thinking is just a downward, it can be a downward spiral because it's never, you'll, it'll never be good enough. Yeah. Because you're always reaching for that next goal, next goal, next goal. But, you know, as, you know, reading through the Bible and promises of God, like those things really don't matter. Yeah. And, um, and it's just, yeah, when we talked about earlier the timeliness of this, it's been good for me to just uh, look, yeah, like I said earlier, look at myself because I get caught up in the trap mm -hmm. of, yeah. of our culture. Yeah. 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 I sure do, too. Mm -hmm. that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, th I think it's further challenging because we've been so conditioned by this this meritocracy mindset for like the entire scope of our lives really mm -hmm. you know like even yeah it, the the conditioning is so powerful that i think even when we try to start shifting our mindset it can cause us to feel it causes me to feel upended mm -hmm. and kind of disoriented and and even you know like uncomfortable even with myself, and it can definitely also start to make me feel alienated and out of flow mm. with all of the culture that's going on around it. So mm -hmm. there's, I think part of what's challenging is there's a very real sense of, of it costing something, like it's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and it can, I, it can create a certain sense of loneliness mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, it's worth it <laughs> yeah. because the, the authenticity of what I experience in exchange is, is so worth it. But I think it's really important to, you know, to like, it's been important for me to get in touch with that and to mm. name it and to hold space for that sense of like, I feel upended. Mm -hmm. I feel foreign in some, to myself even, and, mm. and definitely to, to, the culture around me and that can be that can be challenging yeah yeah sure what are some correlations between simplicity and rest i think of being still so going back to the um, psalm 46 verse 10 and but not not necessarily just physically still although that might be part of it but again being still in my mind being mm. still in my thoughts yeah being still in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, so I think of, of that. I think that's a great question. <laughs> um, I really, I appreciate that. I think part of it is if I'm, when I'm not focusing on simplifying things, I have so much that I'm carrying and so much that I'm trying to do that it can start to feel like, well, I can't afford to take a Sabbath because, mm. you know, if I'm trying to keep all the balls in the air, if I, if there's no, there's, it can start to feel like that's, that's urgent and mm. necessary and that that can crowd out Sabbath. Whereas when I simplify, I realize, oh, there's space, there's space yeah. for rest, there's yeah. space for stillness. Um, but I have to let go of some of those things that I think 
I needed to manage um, in order to realize, no, there really is enough for, yeah. the, mm-hmm. and it and it's important to to rest in order to, yeah, uh, sustainability also comes yeah. to mind. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. simplicity mm-hmm. is is an entrance <laughs> to patterns of of sustainability, which mm-hmm. is very much mm-hmm. at the heart of rest, and you mm-hmm. know that rest is at the heart of sustainability. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and. I think um, just the whole practice of Sabbath and, you know, focusing on it every week, like to have a day of rest. And in order to do that, you sure have to simplify your life to get there. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of us don't take a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. We lump it all in in like a vacation or, mm-hmm. you know, get it all clumped in one. Mm-hmm. And then we come back to life or back to work or whatever. And that rest is gone and you're needing it again Mm -hmm. instead of incorporating it with your life and making that a practice that you can have certain things of Sabbath in your day each day to rest and uh, recenter. Um, It's, it is definitely tough to do a full day every week, especially in our, our culture and society. But um, yeah, I'm sure we all, all could use it, that's for sure. But um, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I think they do go hand in hand, and maybe it's a more so, like I said, incorporate in our everyday yeah. to find that time. That's good. Yeah, we um, I preached, um, I think in 2020, um, you can find it in podcasts. I think it's an unanxious savior. <laughs> and, it, and I talked about how, like, you know, if you really look at Jesus's, uh, life in at least his three years um, that's that are recorded he was actually um, very simple and like unurgent to the point where like <laughs> like if like we would probably say man like you could do so much more what are you doing and like got Jesus um, really practiced simplicity he, he he called himself the 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 Lord of the Sabbath and I and I often for me as a practice, when I'm feeling like I'm um, not allowing myself to, to to Sabbath, when I pray, I I enter in and say, "Lord of the Sabbath," just to remind myself who I'm talking mm-hmm. to. You you created the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. You created rest. You mandated it. Like what other God puts Sabbath in one of the Ten Commandments? Like that's. And, and rest, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Like, okay, right. great, awesome. Yes. Like, that's awesome. Like, we 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 celebrate the Lord that gave us the Sabbath. So, mm. um, yeah. So people might have some pushback when it comes to the idea of simplicity, especially when you're talking about all of the injustices that are going on um, in our country, in our world. Um what are some reasons why people might have some pushback in practicing simplicity and, and what might be your encouragement? Because people might be like, we should be practicing urgency with all of our minds, hearts, minds, souls, and strength, you know? So what are some, what's some encouragement you would uh, give to people who, who would push back at practicing simplicity? I'm thinking of um, the first part of the question and the pushback. And um, I relate to that in terms of my earlier adult years where I was, um, um, you know, career, family, community, stuff, 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 stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
um, kind of learning, in my case, the hard way that <laughs> I did need to take care of myself. And, and, and that's sort of true. I don't mean to sound fatalistic. Um, but um, just, you know, I ain't got time for that. Yeah, is sort yeah. of the phrase, mm-hmm. I, is the phrase that yeah. comes to mind. And, um, not, and that's true not just for women. Um, it's true certainly for parents. Um, but it's true for, I mean, for students, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, or maybe for those, and, and I don't know, I haven't had this experience, but I can even um, imagine for those who are in vulnerable situations that it's still, I, I just got to survive. I don't yeah. have time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I guess the, so the encouragement is um, really just to s- start small. And you, you talked about that already, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, just, just start small, start somewhere. And um, maybe it's the gratitude, but it it really is. It's not only, it's not only take it day by day, but really moment by moment. And so I I hope that encourages somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, When I, when the way you asked the question, Kian, I, I just think about um, like in a lot of ways, we, we want to keep doing because we we think that if we stop doing it, the work won't get done. Hmm. Um, and I and I think in a lot of respects, if we really asked ourselves that if we stepped away, it probably still would the work would still continue. Mm-hmm. And you know we're we we think we're the saviors, but mm-hmm. we're not. You know that's God's already taken care of that and. Um, and I, I just think of self-care, like to encourage those that may have pushback. You know, the work's important, and it, we need to keep doing it, but we also have to take care of ourselves. And this practice of simplicity can definitely implement in small ways, just ways to to practice those things of taking care of yourself mm-hmm. so you can continue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and also help you recenter. Sometimes you just need to take a step back and look at what's going on. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I, I, I just, yeah, self care sticks out yeah. to me yeah. for sure. Yeah, that 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 makes me think of sustainability again. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying that that's so meaningful that that mm-hmm. if if we really want to engage for the long haul, we have to engage in ways that are sustainable. And and I'm thinking that like. It's so important for me to let go of those those parts of myself that, you know, will gravitate towards trying to be a savior or or carry things that aren't mine to carry. And at the same time, like in, in kind of in a really amazing dynamic tension, I think it's it's astonishing how radical and revolutionary uh, simplicity is in our mm. culture. Like that is an act of powerful resistance Mm -hmm. to the idols of our culture our culture would have us bowing down Mm -hmm. to you got to do more and you got to have more to be worth anything and it is radical resistance to 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 stand up against that and say no you know i'm taking a a simpler path Mm -hmm. a liberating path um you will not keep me in that bondage you know Mm -hmm. and like that is that's revolutionary. And then I think I would just encourage us to pray that God would give us a holy imagination for mm. what it could look like for a, a group of people who are 
being liberated from yeah. those from those cultural patterns that have shaped us and being transformed into the enoughness of, yeah. of our of our imago day and our mm-hmm. identity and value in God that I mean what couldn't God do with a group of people who will let go of the cultural idols mm-hmm. and 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 just lean hard That's on good. on God's love. Absolutely. So I think there's this like amazing yeah. uh tension to hold there in in becoming small and more humble but also in 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 like understanding there's like fierce uh resistance mm-hmm. in 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 a sustainable and life-giving way like yeah. only god could yeah, do this right, right? <laughs> um i, I want to ask what are some practices that stood out to you um that you'd like to I- include john you mentioned um breathing breathing yeah breathing yeah yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, what are some practices that uh, we would like to, to just add? Um, breathing is on my list, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the, um, somewhere along the line, I learned that, he, again, just pausing to take a deep breath can help to, mm-hmm. you know, just interrupt your your thought pattern, yeah. you know, those 90,000 thoughts. Um, we've talked a lot about um, Psalm 4610 already, and there's an example in the book of, saying the whole verse and then dropping off a word until you just instead mm. of be still and know that I am God it's you end up with be and it you know just takes a couple minutes to kind of go through that um, cycle and then there's some resources in the back of the book too there's one on centering prayer that um, I've you know is new to me and um, um, so there's um, I, I really appreciate the this guide as a resource mm-hmm. yeah. yeah definitely yeah, the the be still and know that I am God. Um, that I have that on our wall in our dining room, hmm. and sitting in my chair, I see it every time I eat. Hmm. And so it's it's there as a reminder. But it's even though I see it every day, it's not something that goes through my head hmm. during the day. Yeah. And this was a just incorporating that and a lot of times it it coincides with the breathing of just breathing and being still with God and I I love what you said earlier and about your head your your mind being still in your heart and just being still with God like Mm. that just yeah that's definitely something for me yeah it's powerful I think um, we've talked a lot about gratitude. One of the things they encouraged us to do is actually write it down, like mm-hmm. in a journal. And I sometimes can just be kind of up in my head and, and, and think those things, which, you know, I think thinking grateful thoughts is better than not thinking grateful thoughts. But it has encouraged me to actually take a few minutes and write them down. And that's that's been even more meaningful, partly because then later I can go back and, and reread them and be reminded of God's goodness. And mm-hmm. that's been really, um, that, that's a practice I want to nurture and, and, and hang on to. Um, I think the other one for me, kind of in conjunction with breathing, which is something I've been working on the last, I don't know, several years or so more, uh, took me forever to learn how to belly breathe, <laughs> you know, like that. Oh, sure. Amazing how hard that has been. Um, but the at the end, and you mentioned the ones at the the resources at the end, the receive and release um, hmm. prayer practice. Hmm. 
it has also been really um, mm. is one I want to hang on to because I think again this idea of my fears of inadequacy, my fears of you know not enoughness or something. I mm. love this idea of like being able to receive from God what it is that that we need mm-hmm. and what I need mm-hmm. and so that then I can release my worries release my anxieties release my my sense of inadequacy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. receiving God's love for me so that I can release my sense of inadequacy you know mm-hmm. or receiving God's promises to be present so that I can release my worry of or my, my uh my experience of feeling lonely what yeah. you know the, I just love that receive and release and, and I can change Depending on uh, depending on what I'm experiencing yeah. at that time, so that's been really. There's just so much, so many good practices in this. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's it's a guide that it's for Advent, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I can see myself just kind of flipping through throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For me, um, breathing is is a, a huge one. Um, practicing breathing, but I, I think um, the when is the when like when do I practice breathing? I think mm-hmm. within transitions is really important. Like um beginning and after meetings right because mm-hmm. so oftentimes I, I find myself just going to the next meeting right. not like taking things in not slowing down even if it's for two minutes you know what I mean like slowing down not just going to process emails and all that stuff where I was just looking for the next thing it's like let me let me notice this 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 minute or two right now um mm-hmm. and then, for me, also, um, again, page 23, freedom in letting go, like asking the question, um, um, what do we want? What do I want to let go um, this in this Advent season? What am I wanting to let go? What what am I holding on to? Yeah, just just asking myself hard questions um, and giving time to, to do that. All right. Well, I want to end on a encouraging note. What What is some encouragement that we we can give people in the Advent season? I would say one one thing is is to really just acknowledge how countercultural this is and have tons of compassion and patience for ourselves mm-hmm. and for one another. Uh, like this is a long haul kind mm-hmm. of uh, approach to life and. You know, it took our whole lifetimes to be shaped by these cultural mm-hmm. patterns that aren't simplicity. It's yeah. it's going to take the rest of our lives to exactly. to be reshaped and to be transformed in these new ways. And and I think it's just, yeah, it's important to to have that expectation. I'll always be working on this. I'm never going to arrive. And there's tons of grace and compassion for for that, um, for all of us in that. And then I, I think also I would just encourage us to pray um, that God would help us connect with other people who will celebrate and, and encourage us in this sort of, you know, countercultural way of, yeah. of following Jesus. Exactly. Um, you know, the way of following Jesus, countercultural <laughs> to our, our world's patterns. Yeah. You know? yeah, we have accountability for every other thing except for Sabbath and simplicity. So, yes. hey, are you resting? <laughs> Hey, are you being simple today? Like, right. I, I, we need that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I um, thought about the song, Jesus is the Reason for the Season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know there are people probably rolling their eyes. Kurt Franklin? Uh-huh. That version? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Jesus that, is the Reason. Yeah, you can see yeah. it What a season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're jamming here. Um, 
But I think about, um, you know, going back to that, um, our brains are used to repetition, you know, thoughts that we just repeat from day to the next day. And I I would encourage people to think of, you know, pick a single scripture or Mm. pick um, there are quotes in the back of the the book. Um, Maybe it's a song, a line from a song, mm. or maybe it's, it's even a memory, but just something that brings joy. Mm. And and just use that. That's, it's, you know, instead of, that's, I don't want to say Band-Aid, I'm not sure what the word is, but that's sort of your mm. tool, um, your um, strategy um, to, to kind of align yourself back mm. with this, this mm. simplicity. Yeah. And say it out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your, your brain needs to hear your voice saying it out loud. Mm. And just like we talk about breathing and being still, those, mm. those are all saying it out loud. It's another um, technique that really does work. Mm. Yeah. That's good. It's good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, for those that are going through the study with us, like, you know, even if you haven't got much out of it or you're so busy you're not taking much from it like I just yeah I encourage you to keep going and yeah try to find those those little things because it just it just adding a little something could make a difference and um, I just think that you know in a lot of ways just like we were talking if we can just have those little wins it can it can really change a little something mm-hmm. in us and you know and on our way to to Christ's birth, I mean, there's just uh, so many things that he did that we can we can follow, and I think this this guide really helps give us some of those small things to work towards that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, Emmanuel, God with us, is actually yes. with us. Yes, mm-hmm. um, remember that, and he's he's with us through this journey of simplicity, not just in the Advent season, but throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. So, wanted to thank uh, the panelists for being here. Uh, if you uh, didn't get a Advent um, guide and you want one, we can send you an electronic guide. Um, we might have a few more um, hard copies, but um, or physical copies. But uh, let us know. Uh, email us at Wellington Heights Church at gmail dot com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you guys all have a blessed day. Hey, this is LD, Wellington Heights Community Church Worship Arts and Tech Coordinator, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to turn on your notifications so you can be one of the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to hit that like button and share this podcast, and feel free to leave a comment or two as we would love to hear from you. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram or visit our website to stay updated with what is going on in the community. As you know, we are reliant upon the benevolent gifts of donors just like you to continue ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Or you can visit our website, wellingtonheightscommunitychurch.org and hit that donate button. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. Have a blessed day.